0: And welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. There is a widespread and deep desire for peace in the world. I think that's a statement that most of us could agree to. When we look around, we see people that uh, say things that that indicate that they want peace. And we see governments working toward peace. At least it seems like they're working toward peace. And, And I truly believe that there is a deep desire in the hearts of individuals for peace, but it is one of those very, very, very elusive things. And when we talk about peace uh, in that perspective we're talking about peace between individuals but but there's also a deep desire for personal peace uh, people want to be fulfilled they want to have a sense of satisfaction and and wrapped all in that is the desire for personal peace well the lord jesus definitely addresses that in in the greatest sermon ever recorded, the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. And in uh, chapter 5, the first 12 verses, we have the introduction, as it were, to that sermon uh, in what we call the Beatitudes, and there are eight of them. We've looked at the first six. So the seventh of, of the eight Beatitudes directly addresses this issue of peace. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. This business about being a peacemaker and being blessed to be a peacemaker is Jesus giving us uh, a picture of what a true member of His kingdom looks like. You see, we've been talking in previous uh, in previous podcasts about these other beatitudes and particularly the first two: uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, and blessed are those who mourn. Talk about uh, first and foremost how to get into the kingdom. To be poor in spirit is to recognize that we need. Jesus and His work on the cross and that we have nothing to offer but and that we are sinners. And then, blessed are those who mourn. We are, we are mourning over our sin and turning, truly repenting and turning from it. That's how we get into the kingdom, by the grace of God. And, and then all of these Beatitudes are, are showing us what a real kingdom member looks like. And a real kingdom member here in the seventh Beatitude is a... Peacemaker. Now, let me just, uh, as we get into this, we we'll give you a reminder because we're seven into eight, seven into the eighth, into the eight of, the, of, of beatitudes, and that is that first word, blessed. Remember, that word means to be fortunate, to be truly. Fortunate uh, that that word blessed means uh, to to have real soul satisfying lasting happiness not not a happiness that's tied to circumstances that change, but this is a happiness that comes from being a part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, to being under the ruler and and, and rulership and the reigning of, of of Jesus Christ of our king true, soul-satisfying, lasting happiness. So, I just wanted to remind us of that. And so, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. I want to go straight to that expression, sons of God. What is a true son of God? Well, Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 15 say this, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father, or that is an expression um, that means dearest daddy. Uh, And so uh, there you have it. True sons of God are those that, and daughters of God, by the way, and this is just an expression that, that includes the whole human race, true sons and daughters of God are those that have come into relationship with God and that have the Holy Spirit who bears witness with our spirit that we are truly uh, um, children of God. That's what a son of God is. Now, what does a son or a daughter of God look like? They look like God. You know, you have, if you have children or, or you have, you're, you're a child of a parent, obviously, that's how you got here. Uh, people say, we look like our mother or we look like our father. We look like our parents. And there's truth in that. You know, we bear their genes and we do. There is a resemblance typically a physical resemblance of, of a child to uh, at least one if not both of their parents well uh, a true son a true daughter of God looks like God what's God look like well first of all God is a God of peace God is a God of peace Romans chapter 16 verse 20 says this uh, Romans sixteen twenty, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. But I want you to notice that, that's, a, that's a rich verse. And I'm glad he is going to crush Satan under our feet. But uh, I want you to notice he is called the God of peace. God is a God of peace. And the same expression is used over in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. What does God look like? God's a God of peace. What does God look like? Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 tells us that that, that Jesus, our Savior, made peace. Jesus made peace. Listen to what Colossians chapter 1 verse 20 says. And through Him, through Him, Jesus, to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace, Peace through the blood of His cross. Through Him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. He has made peace through the blood of His cross. That's Jesus. Jesus made peace. What does God look like? God is a God of peace. Jesus made peace. And furthermore, the Holy Spirit produces peace in Christ's followers. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And so, an outcome uh, of of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit produces in us is peace. And so, let me just summarize that. Uh, We are sons. We are daughters of God. We, a true son, a true daughter of God, looks like God. What does God look like? God, God the Father, is a God of peace. Jesus made peace through His shedding His blood on the cross. The Holy Spirit produces peace in those who are true followers of Christ. Uh, It is a fruit of the Spirit. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. So that's what God looks like. And and surely, someone that is a true child of God will look like their father, will look like their parent, will look like God. So, uh, with that in mind, let's look again. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers. As peacemakers... As peacemakers, we build bridges of grace that can bear the weight of truth. I love that. That is a a quotation from Randy Alcorn in one of his books. And I want to say it again. As peacemakers, we build bridges of grace. Grace is undeserved favor. Offering grace to people. We build those bridges of grace between us and other people that can bear the weight of truth. You know, the scripture says, we speak the truth in love. Yes, we do not compromise the truth, and the truth of the gospel is you're a sinner, and you are condemned, and you need Jesus. You need forgiveness, and you need Jesus for that forgiveness, and here's the good news, and we give the truth, and the truth sets people free, but, but, but the truth is weighty, and how are we going to get the weight of the truth to people? By building bridges of grace. Blessed are the peacemakers. I love that expression. Write it down. I'm going to say it one more time. We build bridges of grace that can bear the weight of truth. Never compromising the truth, but always doing it in love, always offering grace. That's what God offers to us. Romans chapter 12 verse 18 Romans 12:18 tells us tells us this and we need to mark this one down and we need to memorize it folks here it is if possible so far as it depends on you be at peace with all men if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. That is a command. We need that we need that when we're on on social media, facebook, instagram, other places, particularly uh, Facebook, where there's so much lack of peace and 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 foolishness. We need to be at peace with all men where it's possible. So what is the basis, though, for ultimate peace? And that's where we want to go here in, the, in our last few minutes on this podcast. The basis for ultimate peace, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 to 19, and, and it talks about Jesus Christ. And I've already uh, looked at some of it, but listen. Uh, it says that we were separated from God, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for He Himself is our peace, who made both groups, Jews and Gentiles, into one, breaking down the barrier of the dividing wall. That's what Jesus did. And and it says that uh, He he abolished in His flesh the enmity, that standing between us and God, and He's reconciled us in one body to God through the cross. He came and preached peace to you who are far away. Uh, And and so, you get the general idea there in in Ephesians chapter 2. Jesus came and made it possible for us to have ultimate peace, and that peace is between us and Almighty God. Peace between us. Jesus made that possible. But there is a call for us to be peacemakers, and a true child of God is a peacemaker. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 to 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God who, now here's the word, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So, we have, to be reconciled is to be brought back into right relationship. It means peace. We were enemies of God because of our sin, but peace has come through Jesus Christ. Now, He's given us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, not counting or holding their trespasses against them, and He's committed to us the word of reconciliation therefore we are ambassadors for christ as though god were making an appeal through us we beg you on behalf of christ be reconciled to god there it is there it is that's the call to us to be peacemakers we have been given the word of reconciliation that's the gospel of jesus christ we've been given a ministry of reconciliation that is us becoming peacemakers how do we do that We do it simply by proclaiming the good news of the gospel. The good news that Jesus came to pay for your sins. The good news that if you will repent, turn away from your sin and turn to Jesus, you can be forgiven and you can be made righteous. The verse 21 says, He made Him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him blessed are the peacemakers blessed are those who make ultimate peace how do we do it how are we peacemakers ultimately by sharing the gospel of jesus christ so that people can take that good news and and respond to that good news by the grace of god and become uh, uh, believers in Christ and be reconciled to God and be made a part of God's family. What a privilege. We are blessed. We are fortunate. There's real soul satisfying, lasting happiness in being a true peacemaker as God has laid it out. So, I want to encourage you today to uh, uh, remember the gospel, to refresh yourself in the gospel, and not be ashamed to share that gospel individually every opportunity you get. It is powerful. It'll do the job. You don't have to. You're a peacemaker when you share the gospel. I hope you'll do it. Well, until next time, when we study the final, the eighth beatitude, God bless.